Hello and welcome to the Shock Your Potential podcast. I am your host, Michael Sherlock. Each one of us holds great potential, and tapping into that potential is my passion and my mission. Shock Your Potential is a global leadership training company dedicated to creating positive, productive, and profitable workplaces. We develop, nurture, train, and guide leaders at all levels and at all points in their career. Through this podcast, I get to interview amazing leaders who are shocking their own potential and the potential of those around them. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com and shockyourpotentialpodcast.com. And don't forget to check out my two best-selling books, Tell Me More, How to Ask the Right Questions and Get the Most Out of Your Employees, and Sales Mixology, Why the Most Potent Sales and Customer Experiences Follow a Recipe for Success. Join us now as we meet another great guest. And don't forget, subscribe, rate, and like us today. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Shock Your Potential. And today my guest is going to talk about writing potential and being an author. And uh, so I know it's going to strike a chord with some of my listeners who are, some that are actually considering. But we're also going across the world for this guest today. So it's very exciting. So Jasna Ramachandran is an author, best-selling author a book publisher, a TEDx speaker, and an international author success coach, which that in and of itself should tell you everything about what she does because she helps people not only take their books to uh, fruition, but actually <laughs> make some money with them, which you know is something very important. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what I love about uh, a part of her um, description or of her bio is talking about how, helping authors successfully publish their book. And in the world today of writing and, and producing and publishing books, it's very different than it was 10 years ago, 20 years ago. Things are changing rapidly. And people who would have never you know, gotten a traditional um, publishing contract can, can work in many, many different facets now. And probably some people who've written books shouldn't <laughs> publish them. <laughs> but there's also a lot more opportunity for people, which I think is fantastic. So first of all, Jotsna, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much, Michael, for having me on your show and for the fantastic introduction. Oh, very good. Well, I like to hit the highlights and then I like to turn it over to you so I don't screw up too many things and don't miss what's really important. So tell us a little bit about yourself, about your company and about how you help people to shock their potential. Sure. So I'm a mom of two kids. My daughter is seven. My son is four. And uh, my husband is a relationship coach. I like to call him a love guru. And uh, we are all very fortunate because we all get to work from home. And I think after the COVID-19 scenario, people have realized what a blessing it is to work from home. So... So yeah, so in the last few years, I've been growing my publishing company, which is Happy Self Publishing, which mainly helps authors who want to self-publish their books with the professional services that they need to get their books uh, out into the world. So that's what I've been doing ever since I wrote my first book, Job Escape Plan. Soon after, I got this idea to start a company where I can help a lot more people who aspire to share their message or knowledge with the world. And I'm so grateful, Michael, that in the last few years, thanks to technology, I was able to serve more than 400 authors from 35 different countries. And uh, yeah, and I'm here to uh, you know, see how I can add more value to your audience. 
That is fantastic. I mean, really helping 400 authors, that's, that's really something. So from 35 countries, tell me, you know, how did, from what countries and, you know, how have you found all these people or they, they found you? Well, most of the clients are from countries like the US, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, the UK, uh, a few people from the Middle East, uh, Singapore and countries like that. So it's mainly from countries where people are aware of the process of self-publishing and they really have the time and the luxury to write books, right? So that would be 80% of my clientele. But every now and then we get clients from countries that I've never heard of before. And then uh, my assistant will just look into the world map and see this is a small island in the Pacific Ocean. And, and it becomes you know, such a, a nice experience working with clients from different backgrounds, different industries, but all of them have just one thing in common. They just want to help their readers through their message. So that's, mm -hmm. how, that's what brings them all together. So it's mostly uh, the people I reach out to are my ideal target uh, clients from countries like the US, uh, but I once in a while get people from, who find me on the internet, either through my YouTube channel or through a podcast interview like this, and they mm -hmm. end up reaching out, uh, reaching out to me. It is so amazing to think about, you know, I know obviously the world has been a little upside down the last, you know, half a year or more. And, but I think if it's taught us one thing, it has taught us that we really can be global and we should be global because with more people knowing that they can work from anywhere and work from home or work remotely, I mean, heck right now, you know, uh, there's, you know, Puerto Rico uh, is, you know, encouraging people to come stay in Puerto Rico for weeks and, you know, work remotely. I mean, what a great right. idea to be able to walk down to the beach, you know, afterward. <laughs> and I think that, um, and understanding that working in a global market and connecting with people all over the world is not only possible, but it's really smart. Whether you're an author, you're in sales, you're a, a love guru like your husband, that you can be from anywhere and work anywhere and make connections that really truly bring us together. Absolutely. So there are no more geographic boundaries. It's so true, you know, and I, just because you, you brought it up, I, I thought it was a great point, you know, so you and your husband both work from home and have your kids. And so you really have this intact family unit. Um, that's a, that is a blessing, but sometimes that might be kind of crazy too with your kids around. So uh, how does that, how is that working for you guys, especially, you know, during this kind of crazy time of the world? Right, so it definitely needs a lot of planning. So initially I made all the mistakes, Michael. I thought, wow, I can work from home, so I can do whatever I want, whenever I want. But then I realized that's not the most productive way of working. So now we have, the, first of all, designated workspaces. So I work from this little unit in my bedroom and my husband has a separate room because he has uh, sometimes clients coming in for therapy and things like that, so he needs that quiet space. So we mm -hmm. only work from our zones, we don't work the dining table and you open our laptops. So that's a clear no-no uh, <laughs> because it obviously invades into your family time and it's obviously not productive. We think we are working, but we are really not. So that's one discipline we have brought in. And the other discipline is the time. So now everything works around our kids' uh, play time and their school time and their uh, homework time because now parents have to also become teachers. So we yes. have their schedule clearly there in front of us. and. I also put in my me time, like my Zumba classes and my uh, you know, fun stuff that I do outside of work. So all that is clearly scheduled on our calendars. And then only based on that, we open up our calendars for client meetings and things like that. So we both can uh, clearly you know, see, okay, today is Monday. So you take care of the tuition work and uh, tomorrow 
do that. So it's all a division of labor, uh, both at um, doing domestic chores as well as uh, when it comes to managing our work timings. Well, I can tell your husband is very, uh, he's probably a really good relationship coach if he's, uh, you know, really following that with you too. So that's fantastic. <laughs> yes, he has to walk the dog, right? Yes, exactly. And it, it is really important. I was, you know, I've, I've shared with a couple of people and probably on the podcast before that one of the joys for um, us, my husband and I, during this is that we have lunch together every day. And we never had that when he worked, you know, from his office and I was either right. traveling or, you know, working from my home office. And, and so we make that a priority. And one day, you know, I was just doing it. And then one day somebody scheduled a meeting on my calendar during noon. And I, I realized that I hadn't blocked it out. And I went, oh no. So I actually asked that person if we could move it because that was my time. And I said, I apologize. I hadn't blocked it out on my calendar. And they moved, no problem. But then I blocked out like the next, all through 2021, just because it is right. so important. We don't know how long we're going to have that opportunity. And for as long as we have it, I'm going to make that a priority. We don't have little kids in the house, thank goodness. But <laughs> that time is important and it makes a difference on how productive you are. Absolutely, right. I love it. So tell me then when you work with an author, so somebody, let's say there's somebody listening right now and they're like, you know what? I know I have a book in me, but I don't even know where to start. And, you know, if they reached out to you, um, what would you do with them? What, you know, how would you help them in the process? Sure. Um, so Michael, people come to me at various steps in the writing process. So many of them come with just a vague idea or that wish that they want to become an author. So I take them through a set of questions to understand why is it really important for them to write a book? because it is there in everybody's bucket list. But the mm -hmm. truth is everybody's not going to become authors because it's not a priority for most of them. So mm -hmm. I tell them, hey, I'm going to work with you only if writing a book is a priority for you at this point of time in your life. Can you mm -hmm. give the next three months of your life to this project? And if they say a yes, then I ask them to answer deeper questions as to how the book is going to help you in your professional life and how is it going to help you personally? What kind of opportunities do you want to get through the book? Or is, this, is it just like a dedication to your uh, dog or your grandma or whatever? So <laughs> let people be super clear about why they are writing the book. And once they have it written, I actually ask them to write it down with, I call it the author pledge, where they have to actually write down the date when they want to publish the book, who the book is for, and how is it going to impact their lives? So that kind of becomes like a mission statement for your book project and make mm -hmm. them laminated and have it handy either on their table or on their in their wallet wallet so that they can read it out every single day so that's the first step which is to define the purpose mm -hmm. then comes the step of deciding the topic because a lot of times you people realize that they have multiple books inside them so how mm -hmm. do they choose that one topic right so i have a process where i help people uh, ask a set of questions to see what really um, Either it has to answer questions that are internal, like what are, what are the things that you love doing? What is it that you're passionate about? So either the internal thing has to be the drive or something that you see externally, like you see that uh, a mom is really suffering because she doesn't know how to be productive and you really mm -hmm. feel for her and you want to help her. So that could be an external drive. So one of the two can help you to shortlist a set of topics and then you need to make that book unique because there are already hundreds of books written on any topic Right. Yes. So to make it unique, you can either narrow down on the topic on the niche further. Uh, if you, for, for example, are a fitness coach or a, uh, or a yoga therapist, then whom do you want to really serve? Is it a person who has back pain or 
is it probably um, you know a new mom who just wants to shed that extra few pounds so who yeah. is your target reader so that's one way of narrowing in narrowing it down and making that book really different from the other books out there or you can make your process very unique uh, and a lot of people realize feel that oh i'm a first time author i don't have 40 years of experience i don't have a phd i really don't have a process but if you actually sit and write down and track back for example you could have got result in some area of your life Mm-hmm. uh you may think it just came to you naturally but if you have to teach it to somebody then you will actually put down some certain steps right do this first and then this next right and that could be your unique trademark solution to that problem so give it a nice name call it a a, a particular uh, uh, uh what do you call it? a formula or a tr- blueprint or something like that which makes it stand out so you make your book different by either choosing a small niche or you by creating a unique a uh, process for whatever you want to teach and then the third and final step to finalize the topic is to do a litmus test to see whether this book will really work because it has to make monetary sense uh otherwise you end up spending and you feel oh my god now nobody is going to read my book what is the whole point <laughs> so <laughs> you can do lit- a litmus test uh, for in two ways one is for the reader so you need to check if there are enough number of people who will buy your book and an easy way to do that is to just go into amazon look at all the similar books which are related to your book's topic and see if those books have got hundreds of reviews or are they really selling well you can just check the amazon sales rank and see if it's actually selling and that is a good indication to tell you that hey my book is similar to that topic it's not the same but if that book is selling then probably mine will also sell mm-hmm. so that's one way to check or if you have an existing audience uh if there are people in your email list or followers on instagram just ask them just tell yes. them that hey I think you might want to write uh, read a book on this topic would you be uh, you know interested to buy it if i'm planning to write one and if people are willing to uh, you know vote through their wallet maybe you can do a pre order and see if there are enough number of people pre ordering your book and that's, that's one true. way to see if yeah just to see if the market is ready for that there's mm-hmm. another small step which is also under the litmus test stage where you have to do a litmus test for yourself and mm-hmm. see are you writing the right book for yourself because you need to have a connection with the book a lot of times people just go with the most uh trending topic because they know mm-hmm. that they can make a lot of money out of it but 5 years later 10 years later are you still uh, able to connect with that topic for example today michael when i was just coming to this podcast i knew this is going to be about my book and i realized i wrote this book 5 years back but i still feel so close to the book i still feel the connection and it is still relevant so probably i chose the right topic right so a litmus test to see if it's the right book for you is to ask whether is it related to your profession maybe you've been in the uh, you know pr you've been running a pr agency for 20 years and you want to write a book on pr then it makes a very logical sense to do that because it's your expertise so if that is the right answer then great if not you can ask yourself is it has it been a mess in your life which you've now converted into your message Uh, mm-hmm. for example i have a lot of clients who gone through a lot of different struggles like battling with cancer going through a difficult divorce that's not their profession but right. it has been a sad or a low phase of their life which they have overcome with whatever strategies they found and now they are like the messenger for that and they want to teach others to overcome that with a faster and you know with a easier manner so that could be a possible book topic and Beautiful. the third option is it could not be your profession it may not even be a mess in your life but if you're re- genuinely interested in something right uh, 
then you may not be an expert yet, but you could just reach out to other experts, interview them, see if there is a, a pattern that you can see and put all that information together. And you could be a reporter and still be an author, even if you don't have any experience in that field. It's just your genuine interest, which is making you write a book on that subject. So that's, that's a great how point. You, <laughs> yeah. So you just go through this whole process and I, that's how I help people narrow down their topic. So those are some of the initial steps, Michael. You have a great point too about, you know, part of the journey about writing for me is learning about yourself and, you know, learning about the topic or, you know, sharing your knowledge, but that you learn a lot about yourself in the process because you're constantly asking yourself, why am I doing this? Right. Okay. <laughs> no matter which one of those ways you come to it, you're always kind of saying, why, why am I doing this? Is there, yeah. and, and for some people, I think it is a therapy in and of itself. You know, writing something down and sharing your story or your thoughts with the world allows you to dissect it a little further and, and grasp with it or grapple with it and, and really understand what is important to you. Because I know that I did right. that. My first, my first two books are on leadership and sales and customer experience. And I have more. I've started other books. But it was interesting because I've been in the midst of actually writing a novel and, you know, and I was kind of going, doing both at the same time, like writing my third business book and writing the novel. And finally I said, I got to finish this novel. I have to put everything else aside because the novel has to come out and I have to let it, um, I have to let it escape because if I don't, I will lose it. I'll lose the energy and the, and the passion I have mm -hmm. behind it right now. I'm doing something very unique. I actually invited 20 of my friends to, I hadn't finished it. I've finished the story. I've outlined the entire thing, but I haven't written the whole story. And so I've asked them to um, be a part every week where I send them more pages wow. and I ask for their feedback and it is terrifying. And uh, I owe them a big chunk uh, coming up this weekend. And it's, you know, I'm, it was terrifying. It's not so terrifying anymore, but the feedback's been phenomenal. And the interaction is, it's been such a unique experience from a writing perspective. I would have never thought mm -hmm. of it except for um, my publisher had kind of suggested it, uh, you know, a year or so ago with a different one of my books. And I went, there's something there because that's, you know, testing, it's testing the market. And I had somebody say to me the other day, she's like, where are the next pages? I can't wait. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> Wow. And it's such a great way to hold yourself accountable to write consistently. Mm -hmm. Right? It's tough. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's well, awesome. And another great point uh, that you brought up, Michael, is to just focus on one book because a lot of people, they write two or three things at the same time and that's why they're not able to finish any of the books. But I'm glad mm -hmm. that you're just focusing on one novel at a time. Yeah. I just figure it's time to put the others aside and say they will come when they come, but my passion is here. Let's go with it. So tell us about your book. Talk about, you know, tell me, tell us about it. Tell us about what prompted you to write it. And, you know, what are some of the things that would be important for somebody who's listening now who might want to buy and read your book? Sure. So I'll have to take you through a flashback. Okay. So this, I think is in the year 2014 when I was a new mom and I was running multiple businesses at that time, but none of them were really doing well. And I could really, I could not really focus on my business because I had other priorities that is when I decided that I should do something from home where I don't have to go out and meet my clients. I was just trying to see what can I do from home? I came across this option of self-publishing using Amazon. So mm -hmm. I, I was not a writer myself. I've never written more than a page that to back in school. So <laughs> I thought, why not just, uh, books are selling well on Amazon. So why not just hire some writers, pay them their fee and publish it under different pen names. 
So within six months, I published 50 different titles. And <laughs> those books sold like crazy. And that is when there was, there was hardly any comp competition on the Kindle store. So mm -hmm. whatever you put would sell, you know, so back in the day. And I got super excited about this. So I just shut down all my other businesses and started to focus on Kindle publishing. So mm -hmm. a year later, people started asking me, hey, Jyotsna, we know that you're doing something from home and we know that you're making money, but you know, could you just tell us how, how are you doing it? What are you doing? So that's when I realized that there are so many of my ex-colleagues and my neighbors who are not really happy in their job, but they don't know what else to do and they're just going to that job. So I was not a super successful entrepreneur, but I, I at least managed to quit a job that I didn't like to start something <laughs> on my own. So it, I was actually very uh, uh, you know, nervous because my mind would compare my, me to all the super successful entrepreneurs, the multi-million dollar company owners. But I thought, you know, don't compare yourself with them. Just look at the people who are a few steps behind you and see if you can help them. Mm -hmm. That gave me the idea to write a book on my own for the first time because I thought, wow, I have already published so many books under pen names. Now let me actually sit down, open my laptop and you know, just uh, record, like record my journey. And mm -hmm. that is how it all started. I thought even if 100 people read this book called Job Escape Plan, I will be happy because at least I'm helping people in some way. But I'm so glad that that book went on to become an international bestseller under multiple categories. It stayed at number one for weeks together. And even wow. Inc.com picked my book as one of the top 10 start your business books of 2015. So this is wow. something I didn't expect. And soon after this, Michael, people started to notice and I started getting opportunities to speak on podcasts, blogs and TV, radio, all these places. So that is how more and more people started to approach me and ask me if I can help them with their book idea. And that's how Happy Self Publishing was born. I love it. That's fantastic. And I, I love how you just went into it going, okay, well, I don't really like to write. I'm going to find somebody else, but I'm going to make this work. <laughs> I mean, there's, there are so many um, paths that people think they can only go down one way. I can only do it this way. I don't know how you came up with that to be creative that way. That's, that's really phenomenal. Like what, what was the point when all of a sudden you thought, ding, I can, I can do this and put books out there and I can, and I can make this work for me. I, I can't even imagine that that change in your brain, How, what was, what sparked that? Well, I was just researching online, Michael, and I saw that I'm not the first person who came up with that idea. There were a lot of people uh, in North America doing this as a full-time thing. And I took, started taking one course after the other. I started hiring coaches who could guide me on this because everything was new. I had zero publishing uh, industry knowledge. So I started to learn from them. And then I just took baby steps and it just started uh, you know, picking up from there. I love it. So what's the greatest lesson that you've learned in the process of writing and publishing your own book that's just yours? Yeah, I think writing your own book is such a fulfilling experience. Though I did 50 books before that, it was just a way of making money. But when I put out my own book and when I get those reviews one after the other on Amazon, there are people who would write to me and say that, hey, I was just thinking of quitting my job, but I, it never happened all these years. But after reading the book, I took the plunge. That really, you know, is such a fulfilling, fulfilling experience when people actually take action after reading your book. It really feels very surreal. So I think that oh is something God. everybody should experience when by becoming an author. I love it. So I think I may know the answer by other things you've said, but how has writing and publishing this one book of your own helped you shock your potential? Wow. Uh, 
I had no clue that I could run a successful business for so many years before I wrote my book. I did not know what kind of opportunities I would attract in my life before I wrote my book. So the first thing is I, I was able to start my business and that, uh, that is Happy Self Publishing, which is now such a uh, global business, all thanks to Job Escape Plan, because without this book, nobody would have known about me. I wouldn't have been approached with all these opportunities. And secondly, it also helped me go on stages and speak. I've been on uh, TEDx platforms twice. And all those opportunities came to me just because I was an author. Otherwise, mm -hmm. uh, maybe people knew what I was doing, but they wouldn't have really taken me that seriously if I did not have my book. So mm -hmm. I think, yeah, by just starting my business, having a team of people, I, I, I feel so uh, you know, grateful on the first of every month when I send salaries to my employees. I, it's just such a good feeling that, wow, I'm helping them and their families in some way. And of course they are helping me in so many ways to grow my business. So that's one important uh, thing that happened after my book and also all these speaking opportunities. So those th two things really shocked my potential. I love it. I know it is, it is amazing what being an author um, does for, you know, when people talk to you, they're like, wow, you've written a book. I'm like, yes, I've written two. I've got a few more in the works. They're like, what? And I'll wow. tell you though, my greatest moment is a couple years ago, I was at uh, the National Speakers Association annual meeting and we were, it was kind of a reception before like an evening, um, you know, banquet thing. And I was walking by and someone said, are you Michael Sherlock? And I went, <laughs> Yeah, because I've read wow. your book. I love your book. Can I have a picture with you? And I was like, oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's so amazing, I'm, Michael. I'm famous. <laughs> well, that was yeah. the only time, but it was pretty exciting. <laughs> Absolutely, right. My goal, though, is to be on an airplane and having somebody on the airplane reading my book. That's when I'm going to know it's good. It's definitely <laughs> going to happen very, sometime very soon. <laughs> So do, what's your next professional goal? What's, what's the next thing that you have in line for yourself and, and what's, your, what's your objective or timeline to get there? Uh, I have a couple of goals. Uh, one is I've recently started something called Author Success Academy. Mm -hmm. I started in 2020 because I realized that there are so many people who reach out to me saying, hey, I want to write a book, but a very small portion of them finish their book and they come to me for publishing. The rest of mm -hmm. them are still in the process of writing or the book is still in their head and they've not taken any action. So to help these guys, I've started an academy, which is a course plus a community for authors to, to come together, support each other, get my inputs, have that handholding to finish the book. And reaching that finish line is the most important thing. So I've been doing that. We have 500 members in my community. So wow. in the next five years, I want to grow it to 10,000 people. So that's one important professional goal I have. The other one is to work on my next book because while I'm helping all these people in the last five years, I've not taken time to write my next book. So mm -hmm. um, uh, yeah, it's going to be called Get Authorized and it's going to help people on how to use their book to gain authority in their niche, in their industry and grow their business. So yeah, so that's going to happen sometime in the next six months. So that's going to be my immediate goal. <laughs> Very good. That's a great title. I love that. So I, when you get it done, make sure that we know so we can help promote it for you. Be happy oh, to. Sure. Well, I know I can't, time always flies with this and I know we're going to have all of your contact information on our show notes, but just in case somebody's listening and they want to look you up right now, what's the best way for them to find you? Uh, the best way would be to just head over to happyselfpublishing.com. So that is where we have a lot of great resources for aspiring authors and you have my uh, links to 
email me, reach out to me and all that. But there's this one tool that I want all the aspiring authors to check out, which is called the Author Success Scorecard. So if you're still thinking, should I write a book, then you can just take that assessment that's right on top of my website. And that, by taking that quiz to know what's your author success score, which is basically what is your potential or probability of becoming a successful author and what you need to do to up your score. So that's like a fun tool and that really helps people to take the first step. Wonderful. Well, Jotna, before we go, do you have any last words of wisdom or pearls of advice for my listeners? Yeah, uh, I don't know if I am experienced enough to give too much of advice, but I think it's just <laughs> uh, one thing that I would like to say is uh, you never know how you can impact others' lives till you take that step to write the book. Because I, it, it, it also feel, for me, it feels that it's a good karma to write a book because you're not just helping yourself, but you're going to help so many people. And what's unique about a book rather than if compared to anything else, like, uh, you know, uh, anything else related to putting out your work is your book is going to stay for many, many years, even after you're gone. So I've had clients who wrote their books in their 70s and their 80s. They are gone now, but their book is there and there are people who are still reading it and benefiting out of it. So a book is something that can be called as your legacy. Yes. So start working on it and you don't have to, have to be in your 80s to do that. Even if you're much younger, you can start working on it right now. And then you can actually enjoy some of the fruits of your labor. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Wonderful, Jotsna. Thank you so much for joining us today. I am so glad that we've connected. Me too, uh, Michael. And thank you so much for this opportunity. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Shock Your Potential. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and like our podcast. And for more information, find us at shockyourpotential.com and shockyourpotentialpodcast.com. Dot com.